Hello and welcome to the episode of Deep Takes. Deep Tech investment is a different and nuanced ball game altogether. The lap to market phase is longer and the market is niche. Therefore, there is an urgent need of patient capital. To talk to us about the Deep Tech investment, the macro level risks post COVID, we have with us Pratik Mazumdar, who's the co-founder and partner at Inflexa Ventures. Inflexa Ventures is a deep tech-focused multi-stage investment fund that invests in early-stage companies from seed to Series B stages. Over the last few years, uh, Inflexa Ventures has invested across technologies ranging from artificial intelligence, AR, space tech, and cybersecurity. Welcome, Prat- welcome, Pratip. Nice to have you on board for this conversation. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's an absolute pleasure interacting with you. And thank you for hosting me on your show. Pratip, uh, you had raised 600 crore fund last year. And what sectors in tech are you looking to invest in from this fund? Uh, so uh, this is our second fund. Uh, we are a sector agnostic fund. Our thesis is horizontal focus, horizontally focused on technology, uh, IP, deep tech, innovation. And for us, uh, you know, technology is all-encompassing and pervasive across multiple sectors where it can create a larger impact for a wider user base, right? Uh, that's where I think uh, there is a potential for technology to come at the forefront and help in either uh, scaling certain businesses or uh, redu- mm-hmm. reduction in the cost of delivery of the final product or services or, you know, improving the efficiencies of the system uh, by at least you know 30 to 40 x right uh, and that's where you know, we would like to operate right for us so we are a completely sector agnostic fund but yes there has to be a decent horizontal tech play irrespective of the sectors that we look for any particular sector that you'd like to name sure so so we uh, you know with the advent of uh, COVID, right? Uh, we have focused specifically uh, on sectors such as, you know, uh, logistic tech, which mm-hmm. is, you know, which can, you know, we have been hearing a lot of uh, supply chain disruptions, right? So, can technology help in bridging some of those challenges, right? And mitigate some of those risks. So, we are looking at that space uh, very closely. Uh, we have invested in one of the cross-border enterprise SaaS logistic tech platform called Kale Logistics, which works on the airports and the port community side. Uh, we have been closely looking at the semiconductor space. Mm-hmm. We have been hearing over the last few years how uh, you know semiconductor is today becoming the new oil, right? Each and every, whether it is connected devices, cars, uh, you know, phones. Uh, any uh, defense uh, uh, equipment, everything needs semiconductor. So that is one area as a sector which we are very closely looking at doing uh, analysis. And we have, in fact, uh, from a fund invested with Steradian Semiconductor, which is in the autonomous surveillance space. Right. Uh, the third area that we are very closely looking at, uh, again, uh, which has a wider impact, is in the 
field of cybersecurity. So we have recently invested in a company called Secure Things, uh, which mm -hmm. which is a software uh, cybersecurity company focused on the automobile sector, right, mm -hmm. or the transportation sector. Uh, today, uh, connected cars are like a mini computer in itself, with you know over the air upgradation and software upgrades, right. So they are very much prone to hacking and that as a space is a very much uh, evolving and a large space. It has financial implications, security implications all throughout. So that's another area where we are you know, focused on. Uh, the other area which we are looking at very closely is in the uh, biotech and life science space, mm -hmm. wherein we think uh, with certain forward looking regulations uh, being put forward into action by the government of India, there is a lot of, uh, expected to be a lot of you know, bioscience uh, you know, startups coming out of the ecosystem in that space. So, but, you know, uh, all, you know, there are a number of other sectors, but, you know, top of the mind, these are the four things which has some meaningful impact in the, you know, medium to long term for sure. Understood, Pradeep. You were also looking to invest in startups, creating IPs around satellite services. Where are you at uh, on that part? And talk to us more about it. Sure. On the uh, space tech side, we have uh, looked at that entire value uh, value chain very closely. And uh, we have invested in a company called Bellatrix Aerospace. Mm -hmm. um, they, they have multiple products in their arsenal. Uh, one of their key products is a propulsion system, which is a, based on green monopropellant, right? So they have developed that IP working along with ISRO and recently they, that product is getting tested. Today, the entire fuel system, which is being used for these satellite launches is high, highly carcinogenic. Uh, and there is a global momentum in shifting it to a much more less polluted, less uh, toxic, less explosive fuel and that's where the green monopropellant come into the play. Uh, they are also working on a propulsion system uh, which will help in reduction in the cost of uh, launches right and it will be applicable to for small medium large satellites all across the world. So there you know those are the segments that we are closely looking at and mm -hmm. we have rested with uh, Bellatrix who is working in that space. The other area that we are uh, very closely looking at is at the uh, space of um, uh, <coughs> SAR, right? Mm -hmm. Which is uh, optical radars, right? Uh, that's where, you know, we think a lot of data analysis is expected to happen uh, based on satellite imagery. And there are huge amount of uh, applications which are waiting to be, you know, exploited in that particular field. Uh, and these are all real world uh, usage of those, uh, of that technology. So that's another area that we see on the space tech side. Okay. Uh, what are some of the macro level risks affecting or might affect uh, the funding landscape in the post COVID market? So, uh, you know, obviously, uh, hike in interest rates globally will impact flow of capital, right? Or the momentum in terms of the flow of capital 
which will surely play out and that risk is not just across private markets but it is will also be across public markets as well mm-hmm. that's one key risk uh, the second risk at a macro level uh, will be uh, obviously this entire uh, war like scenario which is panning out right uh, due to the conflict between russia and ukraine right uh, that will impact to a greater extent okay the flow of capital as well as the globalization right as we see, as we would have seen it over the last two decades right uh, people will be focusing on how to secure their lines of supply their interest so the way we knew the world earlier in form of one globalized place i guess there will be some medium term impact on that perspective and uh, that will not only impact uh, funding or the flow of capital but it will also impact the way trade and business is being done okay right? or uh, also the way uh, talent is being hired right uh, because of the impact of covid a lot of things have gone remote you have been able to hire talent remotely from different different countries right uh, that might also potentially get impacted so i would say you know the interest level risk and the geopolitical uncertainty these two risks uh, you know are yet to be fully played out so expect we should expect uh, near term volatility on account any changes you are seeing or any trends that you're seeing in the uh, vc landscape uh, post covid pertaining especially to deep tech uh no uh, not as such but on the valuation side i would say uh, you know people some bit of rationality uh, is gradually keeping in might take some more time 6 9 months more but yes uh, that is needed now uh, the other thing is uh, people are now or companies are focusing on uh, conserving resources and how to optimally use it and when i say resources it's not just a human resource but also capital from a scaling perspective uh, but from a deep tech perspective i would say uh, you know keeping these two factors aside nothing else changes per se uh, because this entire deep tech uh, arena is a long term play yeah it is not a consumer oriented play where i'm burning money today and generating revenue tomorrow and if you know i don't spend in marketing then yes. revenues may or cannot come uh, so the mindset the horizon the thought process uh, is skewed for medium to long term and from a medium to long term perspective at least in the deep tech area uh, you know things is business as usual understood pratim you sort of broke the mold with uh, investing in later stages company which is uh, still uh, an anomaly in the deep tech space talk to us more about it um, why what what did you see over there that that made you yeah so uh, you know there are bunch of companies uh, who have been trying to solve certain problems over a period of time uh, they were frugal in their means had kept their head down and over a period of uh, you know quite a few years 5 6 7 years have not only achieved certain product market fit but also have now started generating good revenues early revenues 
Mm-hmm. Now these companies are after <clears throat> after being on the cusp of commercialization have commercialized certain technologies which has now real world application and adoption and when that happens it is the perfect intersection of technology and commercialization with great uh, user demand at that point of time uh, you know companies will require incremental capital for growth for scaling mm-hmm. and that's where you know we are happy to provide uh, growth capital uh, to these firms right and obviously uh, the risk reward is different and we are happy to play that game because eventually our thesis still holds strong uh, okay it's a long term view uh, there has to be certain gatekeeping items uh, which needs to be crossed so the type of gatekeeping items that we may see in a seek in a seed stage deal will be very different than what we see in a growth stage deal right uh, so that's where uh, we are today understood thank you for that insight yes thank you prateep thank you for your time and thank you for the insights that you gave us uh, regarding the investments or in the funding landscape uh, it was great to hear and we learned a lot thank you so much thank you thank you uh, always a pleasure talking to you you know good wishes to you thank you bye <laughs>